It's story time by our favorite English author Enid Blyton. The Magical Adventures of the Wishing Chair, Chapter Ten: The Disappearing Island. It happened once that the children and Chinky had a most unpleasant adventure, and it was all Molly's fault. The wishing chair grew its wings one bright sunny morning, just as the three of them were planning a game of pirates. Molly saw the red wings growing from the legs of the chair and cried out in delight, "Look, the chair's off again! Let's get in and have an adventure!" They all crowded into it, and in a trice, the chair was off through the door and into the air. It was such fun, for the day was clear and sunny, and the children could see for miles. The chair flew on and on, and came to the towers and spires of Fairyland. They glittered in the sun, and Peter wanted to go down and visit the prince and princess they had once rescued. But the chair still flew on. It flew over the land of gnomes and over the land of toadstools, and at last came to a bright blue sea. Hello, hello," said Chinky, peering over the edge of the chair. "I've never been as far as this before. I don't know if we ought to fly over the sea." The chair might get tired, and then what would happen to us if we all came down in the sea? We shan't do that," said Molly, pointing to a blue island far away on the horizon. "I think the chair is making for that land over there." The chair flew steadily towards it, and the children saw that the land they had seen in the distance was a small and beautiful island. It was packed with flowers. And the sound of bells came faintly up from the fields and hills. We mustn't go there," said Chinky suddenly. "That's Disappearing Island." Well, why shouldn't we go there?" said Molly. "Because it suddenly disappears," said Chinky. "I've heard of it before. It's a horrid place. You get there and think it's all as beautiful as can be, and then it suddenly disappears and takes you with it." It can't be horrid," said Molly longingly, looking down at the sunny, flower-spread island. "Oh, Chinky, you must be mistaken. It's the most beautiful island I ever saw. I do want to go. There are some lovely birds there too. I can hear them singing. I tell you, Molly, it's dangerous to go to the disappearing island," said Chinky crossly. "You might believe me." You're not always right," said Molly obstinately. "I want to go there. Wishing chair, fly down to that lovely island." At once, the chair began to fly downwards. Chinky glared at Molly, but the words were said. He couldn't unsay them. Down they flew, and down and down. The brilliant island came nearer and nearer. Molly shouted in delight to see such glorious bright flowers, such shiny winged birds, such plump soft rabbits. The chair flew swiftly towards them, and then, just as they were about to land in a field spread with buttercups as large as poppies, among soft-eyed bunnies and singing birds, a most strange and peculiar thing happened: the island disappeared. One moment it was there, and the sun was shining on its fields, and the next moment there was only a faint blue mist. The chair flew through the mist, and then splash! They were all in the sea. Molly and Peter flung off the chair into the water. 
Chinky grabbed the back of the chair and reached his hand out to the children. They clambered back onto the chair, which was bobbing about on the waves, soaking wet. What did I tell you? said Chinky angrily. Didn't I say it was disappearing island? Now see what's happened. It's gone and disappeared, and we've fallen into the sea. A nice pickle we are all in, all wet and shivery, just like a girl to get us into this mess. Molly went red. How she wished she hadn't wanted to go to Disappearing Island. Well, I didn't know it was going to disappear so suddenly, she said. I'm very sorry. Not much good being sorry, said Peter gloomily, squeezing the water out of his clothes. How are we going to get to land? As far as I can see, there's water all round us for miles. The chair's wings are wet, and it can't fly. The three of them were indeed in a dreadful fix. It was fortunate for them that the chair was made of wood, and they would not have had anything to, or they would not have had anything to cling to. They bobbed up and down, and for some time, wondering what to do. Suddenly, to their great surprise, a little head popped out of the sea. "Hello," it said. "Are you wanting help?" "Yes," said Chinky. "Are you a merman?" "I am," said the little fellow. The children looked down at him, and through the green water, they could see his fish-like body covered with scales from the waist downwards and ending in a silvery tail. "Do you want to be towed to land?" "Yes, please," said Chinky joyfully. "That will cost you a piece of gold," said the merman. "I haven't any with me, but we will send it to you as soon as we get home," promised Chinky. The merman swam off and came back, riding on a big fish. He threw a rope of seaweed around the back of the chair and shouted to Chinky to hold on to it. Then the fish set off at a great speed, towing the chair behind it, with Chinky and the children safely on it. The merman rode on the fish all the way, singing a funny little watery song. It was a strange ride. Soon they came to land, and the children dragged the chair out of the water onto the sun-baked sand. Thank you, they said to the merman. We will send you the money as soon as we can. The merman jumped on the fish again, waved his wet hand, and dived into the waves with a splash. We'll wait till the sun has dried the chair's wings, and we'll dry our own clothes," said Chinky. "Then we'll go home. I think that was a most unpleasant adventure. We might have been bobbing about for days on the sea." Molly didn't say anything. She knew it was all her fault. They dried their clothes, and as soon as the wings of the chair were quite dry too, they sat in it. And Chinky cried, "Home, wishing chair, home." They flew home. Molly jumped off the chair as soon as it arrived in the playroom and ran to her money box. She tipped out all her money. Here you are, Chinky. She said, "I'm going to pay for that fish ride myself. It was all my fault. I'm very sorry, and I won't be so silly again. Do forgive me." Oh, that's very nice of you, Molly," said Chinky, and he gave her a hug. Of course, we forgive you. All's well that ends well. We're home again, safe and sound. He changed Molly's money into a big gold piece and gave it to the blackbird in the garden, asking him to take it to the merman. That's the end of that adventure," said Chinky. "Well, let's hope our next one will be much, much nicer." 
End of chapter.